This podcast is intended to motivate, educate, support, and inspire you on your journey towards inner peace. We are not medical professionals, and we do not offer any medical advice. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek the advice of a licensed medical professional. Welcome to A Witch, A Mystic, and A Feminist. This week, we are very excited because we are welcoming our very own now regular guest host, Christine Daisy Lemler. And if you don't know her, you need to go back and listen to episodes 13 and yep. 14, <laughs> where she joined us initially. And we had a great time just kind of talking about all the things. <laughs> we really, we, it was really, we ran the gamut. Um, but she is joining us today and we're welcoming her to the show. So show her some love as we dive into it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks everybody. <laughs> excited. I'm so excited to be like a regular guest house. I feel like a grown up or something. <laughs> Look at me, I'm on a podcast on a regular. Whoa. Look at you. And this is something like people have been asking so for. So I'm excited to yeah. give the people what they want. Yes. <laughs> you gotta give the people what they want. And we're really excited to have you on because you have so much knowledge. And so to be able to bring that to the show on a regular basis is super awesome. Thank you. So. Thank you for giving me, you know, a platform. And I'm so honored to join you, ladies. You know, you already done so much and it feels just like awesome to be asked to join you guys on your creative endeavor here on the podcast and what else what else is going to come from here who knows where are we going to go yeah that's the exciting part there's limitlessness in this we can go all the yeah. way out to all the universes <laughs> from here so yes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, I mean, Daisy, I know I just told all of our listeners to go back and listen to the episodes, which <laughs> they absolutely should because they're gold. But um, how about you just give the listeners just a tiny little like here if you didn't listen and you really should listen. But here's who I am. <laughs> sure. So I'm uh, I go by Daisy. You can call me Christine Daisy. I am a Reiki healer. I do Theta. We do lots of energy work over here. I like to hold ceremony. I call myself a community leader because kind of part of what I feel is important in this day and age post-COVID is bringing people together, bringing people together, having conversations, getting to know each other in safe and, you know, safe environments. Because unfortunately, we don't have that all the time. We aren't in places or able to speak with people who may not believe or think exactly the way we do. I think it's important that we have these kinds of spaces that we can meet and discuss things from all over, all of our own lenses and experiences. So yeah, I'm just, I work with, I've worked with children for over 20 years. I mean, I work as a healer currently, and that just means I support you in your own healing. I don't, I don't necessarily do anything, but we're like definitely kind of um, a conduit, just uh, here to give the information that feels most relevant for you, whatever resonates for you. So, and I love your ceremonies. <laughs> Marlena just came to a ceremony last night, so mm -hmm. it was pretty awesome. That was like such a unique experience too, because I've never done one with the collaboration that I did with another one of the healers that I know. So. It just was this amazing conversation and brought up things that I've never had brought up before. You know, people who who work corporate jobs, people who work kind of more mm -hmm. 
because I'm like all the way out here in the realm. So people sometimes think that <laughs> I can't be relatable to people who work in like corporate settings, <laughs> but obviously we're multidimensional, right? We can we can plug in all the way into right. like the matrix all the way back out into space. So it's important. Yeah, I thought that that was pretty amazing. I love the conversation that took place last night and the ceremony itself, the breath work that we did, the meditation. So it was fabulous. It was fabulous. So those in our area, please check out Creative Healing Center. You can look on there and find some of the ceremonies that Daisy does. You can also go to Daisy's website. So, but yeah, it was, yeah. it was fabulous. It was fabulous. Yeah, it was amazing because what it would kind of showed was how everybody has needs mm -hmm. for practices and they you can call them spiritual practices but like really for our mental right. health and well-being everyone really needs to be heard and seen and listened to and it isn't about oh you know that's not for me because we came from in our origins like we let, literally sat around a circle <laughs> around a fire and we would like have conversations and meet together and sing and have community time and if we think we've gone so far away from that, that we don't need that anymore, I think we need to think again. It's like we're really disconnected. Yeah, I came from a, I do everything better alone. <laughs> like I do everything, you know, like I work out mm -hmm. better alone. Mm -hmm. I work better alone. I, I do lots of things better alone. And then had to dive into this, well, I dove into CrossFit community, but it was a dive into a, a you know, we, I drank the Kool-Aid and it was a very tight knit community. And I was like, why do I like this so much? Like, I don't really need these people. And then I was like, actually, I do need these people. These people are awesome. And then that kind of spurred, I do need community. We do need community around us and people around us. And that is one of the big things that I've learned is that through these conversations that we've had on the podcast is that healing too takes place in community. And like that is mm -hmm. almost, I don't know, mind-blowing for me because I never thought of it in terms outside of myself. My healing is mine, but really it, it's it's a community thing. And that's why we love you and you're here and we're creating safe spaces to have these conversations. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. When we have that kind of hyper-individualization, that's very popular in the Western culture. I think it's kind of a disconnection from we didn't think we mm -hmm. could safely connect to other people. We've had experiences where we've been traumatized or harmed by being with other people. And then that kind of spreads into everything. And then we feel really mm -hmm. judged or we are so judgmental. I think that kind yeah. of gossip mentality that's almost really popularized by <laughs> yes. right. media, especially because we see a lot of, um, you know, you see a lot of mm -hmm. reality mm -hmm. TV and in reality TV, it's all about kind of like snide marks and side mm -hmm. eyes and things like that. But in in the energetic world, when you think about that kind of interaction, it's actually like energized. It's, it's mm. energy vampirism. It's taking energy away from each other because we're just kind of like that. It's like that ultra competitive part of ourselves. Sometimes that's like, I need to be seen. Well, I need to be seen. Well, I need to be accoladed and I need to have these and I need to have this. And it's unfortunately it's harmful yes. to each yeah. other and we can't we can't connect and and be loving and kind towards each other you know i know that marlena has said like when she i think you even said this in the podcast that we did like when she would go to a therapist she would be like mm -hmm. pre-processed she'd be like i'm fine <laughs> yes. so here's what's going on with me and i've already processed yep. it for you and it's like <laughs> isn't that the yeah. aren't they supposed to like do that yep. with you i'm like no i'm fine 
right? I'm good. I did it myself. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've already I'm done the work. Look at me. I'm healed. I have an A plus already. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, and, and something that I had brought up was my perfectionism. And we've discussed this as well is my perfectionism and my need for control. And I'm finding that I need to release control and release my perfectionism and actually have a conversation, you know, talk therapy. It works. It works for me. I mean, once I'm able to open up, but like with you, super easy to open up to out the gate and just be like, here's everything that's wrong with me. Whereas when I'm with a therapist and especially with new therapists, like family therapy or whatever, it's like, you know, I know what's wrong and blah, 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 blah. And, and, and I play them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I totally play them and I know that I'm doing it and I'm like trying to stop myself from doing it. Whereas with you, I feel like I can have more of a open conversation and be like, okay, this is what's wrong with me, but how do I do the work to fix Mm -hmm. this Right. Mm -hmm. versus this is what's wrong with me and I'm fixing it. I think that it's really important. I really try to cultivate an invitation into safe spaces. Because I also like will go through my process. You'll see on my Instagram page, I'll be like, hey, I'm in the middle of a process. And how do we know how to go through life and like really process things if we don't have a therapist or if we don't see other people doing that? It's just like if we've never seen a healthy relationship, how do we know how to have a healthy relationship? Mm -hmm. You can't just like pull it out of thin air a lot of the time, right? Yeah. And the more that we learn about, I've always just been really interested in like the processes of humans and like, why we do what we do. And that curiosity is part of like what I think makes me good at what I do. Because yeah. if you're just like non-judgmental and open and just willing to hear people and you're willing to talk to them about your processes, like we talked about even yesterday in the group, someone was sharing about, you know, their process and how it might affect their children. And I was like, tell them about your process. <laughs> tell them mm-hmm. about what's coming up for you and be vulnerable and open with them because they then get to also be like, oh, I am in my process and this is what it feels like for me. And I think you were even sharing about that with your own experience too. Right. I mean, my kid and I, we recently had a conversation on, again, my perfectionism and my need for control and being a very responsible adult. And my kid was saying that one of the things that they admire about me is how responsible I am. And I was like, one of the things I admire about you is how irresponsible you are. Because for me, and especially when I was in in my 20s, I made decisions based off of what felt good to me, whether it was responsible or not. Mm-hmm. And I know, Daisy, you had talked about how you left your husband. In my 20s, I left my ex-husband for events. And I had that be a responsible young lady and stay with your husband who you you chose to spend this life together, but I wasn't happy. Mm. And with Vince, I had a relationship with him previously and I was like, okay, I'm going to blow up my world right now mm-hmm. and I don't care what anybody thinks mm. and I don't care if it's responsible or not. And I mean, you know, here we are 20 plus years later and everything worked out and, you know, I know I made the right decision. Could I have done things better? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but would that make me the person that I am today? It wouldn't. And I'm proud of the the work that I've done on myself 
to become who I am today. And I'm nowhere near perfect and I still have a lot of work to do, but it's just my work now is trying to find that balance of being responsible, being irresponsible. I I don't want to like go leave Vince or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) But sometimes just throwing caution to the wind and just being like, I'm just going to go do this and I'm not going to think twice and I'm just going to go. And the other part of that is trusting the universe, having faith that everything is always going to work out for me because everything has always worked out for me. So why would it not now? Mm-hmm. Is yeah, kind of where I'm absolutely. at. But then I still have that. I need to be cautious because I'm older and I have a mm-hmm. child that looks up to me and all of these things. But again, back to what I was saying, I look up to my kid because they are so free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And not afraid to say what is on their mind, say mm-hmm. what they're feeling, say when something doesn't feel right for mm-hmm. them. And I admire that. Tremendously. Yeah. I mean, I think that you help to create that for them because even if there's no doing it better, as much as we want to think there's a way to do it better, right? It's like that's the perfectionism talking right there. (laughs) And I think blowing up your your life, like I totally understand that um, experience when I said like I left my ex-husband to go. I was actually with someone else and I was like, I'm not in love with my husband anymore. You know, that was... It was what it was. And we had had problems, even though they hadn't looked like on the outside, there was any problems. But on the. Oh, yeah, for sure. On the inside of the of the thing, (laughs) there was a lot of no communication was happening. And man, I have gone through such a transformation when it comes to communication. Obviously, now on a podcast, I'm like, how much more can I talk? (laughs) Let's have more communication. (laughs) And um, that's been like a default thing that has kind of cracked a lot of relationships that I've had because it's like I need to talk about it and um, we kind of almost get to a wall sometimes with people places and things with friends or relationships where it's like we're not really communicating anymore I think we're growing in different directions so Mm -hmm. I think the fear it's it's like really it's the fear of change the fear of change is so strong within us we don't know what will be when we change and the thing is is that Magic is flexible. Magic is this idea if like you are you are able to create magic, but magic is flexible and magic doesn't work by becoming stagnant. It won't ever work if you're stagnant in an area or you're too afraid to see what happens on the other side. Magic happens because you're flexible, because you're adaptable. And manifestation is all about welcoming in new things. And if you're too afraid to leave something behind, then... How can you have something new come in? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Talking about magic, we can switch gears a little bit. Do we want to, I mean, we can talk about aliens. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aliens just, and magic. Let's just, let's just go, go yeah, for aliens. it. Let's, let's just go, go for it. <laughs> Full force. So what do you guys know about aliens? Do you have any ideas of uh, any like preconceived notions? It's really good to just start with like, what is it that you do know about, about aliens or what have you seen? Well, or so Marlena had asked me when we were chatting about this topic, she's like, well, hold on. Do you believe in aliens? And I mm-hmm. said, I said, well, I think it would be very naive of us to think we're the only beings in this mm-hmm. entire galaxy and the only planet that's populated with beings. Like that's 
So yes, I believe in aliens, um, which sounds very weird for me to say out loud, but it's true. I mean, you know, Um, (laughs) so yeah, but other than that, I mean, you've got the Hollywood green alien or gray alien, depending on what movie you're watching, you know, that's the only thing you see. I watch a lot of Marvel movies. So I see like a lot of shield where they have like different alien forms, right? I'm all into that. So I don't know. I'm my mind is kind of open for what they are, and yeah, that's the whole point of having a conversation <laughs> about aliens. I think it is about open mindedness. What about you, Marlena? Right. What do you know about aliens? So I too feel like it's so egotistical of the human race to think that we are the only intelligent right. life in this universe. And so initially it was same thing as Christy, where I was like, okay, we see all these gray aliens and Area 51 and and stuff like that, which always fascinated me. And then I started my spiritual journey, which also went into some, quote, conspiracy theories. And so started learning more about the Pleiadians and the Anunnaki and, Mm -hmm. you know, so different, different things. Now, I don't know a whole lot about it. I am interested. I mean, I sit there and watch Ancient Aliens (laughs) as I'm doing my makeup in the morning. You're the second person I've heard talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't watch the news Mm -hmm. any longer. I just, I just can't. And I used Mm -hmm. to, in the morning, watch the news for traffic, weather, and I needed to be up on current events. Now I like turn on my GPS and see how long it's going to take me to get to work. (laughs) I check my weather app and I turn on ancient aliens um, and I watch that. (laughs) The aliens are are really happy that that's your choice, right? (laughs) So, and I watch about how in some of Egypt and stuff like that, they have these gods Mm -hmm. and these things coming down. And it's like, are those really gods or are those really aliens? Um. Mm You know, in a a book that had come across my path at the beginning of my spiritual awakening was this book by Paul Wallace called Escaping from Eden, which basically it talks about the book of Genesis, but it's asking if the book of Genesis is really teaching us about we were humans were created from God Mm. or were we created by ETs. And so there was that. And when I first got that book, I started reading it. I was like, okay, this is way too much for me. Like I, I'm, I'm having, I'm already feeling batshit crazy. And this is just sending me over the edge. Mm-hmm. And so I put the book away for a really long time. Um, but then again, started learning a little more about the Anunnaki and started learning a little bit more about the Pleiadians. And so Yes, I definitely believe in aliens. I believe that there's a lot more to it than um we can even imagine. Yes, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Can we even like, know? I, my brain just stopped <laughs> <You're> working. Like... <laughs> <laughs> We're frozen. And then also I've read a lot of books by Dolores Cannon as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she goes into that, you know, not just past life regressions, but being regressed into lives where humans were from other planets are aliens in either the past or the future. So I love her work. Yes. She's Mm -hmm. amazing. So, or Mm -hmm. she was amazing. So. Yeah. um, Awesome. Yeah. I mean, definitely like that was one of the things I was thinking about touching on is how some people do have remembrances because we're like encoded. We talked about this a little bit last night, but we're, we're encoded with information 
just like there's uh, a lot of information in our DNA that we haven't even really accessed because we mm-hmm. love to go to amnesia. We don't really want to or or believe in those remembrances. Like if you have a remembrance of a past lifetime, you don't know what the context is for it. So why would you believe that it's real? You just think it's your imagination or something like that, right? Right. Um, my mentor, Keone Hanalei um, of Hawaiian, uh, he's a Hawaiian or a lineage, and he is always in his workshops having us tap into our own remembrances of how we're connected to an emotional quality or a star lineage. And he has a lot of workshops that he's created around um, these star races, these alien races. Um, So yeah, you touched on, I don't know anything much about the Anunnaki. I have heard a lot about Pleiadians because Pleiadians and the term star seed is Mm -hmm. really like a, a lot that we see that a lot in spiritual kind of literature and, conversation right right? star seeds what are they why are they here like why are we and like the idea around being seeded by star races star seed right Mm -hmm. i mean it's like you can't analytically have like scientific evidence but we have been seeing how even more lately like the pentagon and the mm-hmm. government has been disclosing information like, oh, yeah, OK, so we have, you know, oh, okay. or, or we pretended for a long time that <laughs> there was nothing happening and we didn't have any evidence. But it was always there. Like there is always right. connection and communication between alien races and humanity. It's just they didn't choose to tell us in the greater, you know, population about it. So now they've decided that it's okay. And I always like question like, why is it now okay that they tell us that? But then there wasn't okay like 50 years ago. They had to hide all of that stuff. And like where people like, it's also because you see in media, a lot of the times when we talk about star races or aliens, it's always Mm fear-based. Yeah. So it's like, oh, they're going to come and they're going to destroy us. It's like men in black kind of situation (laughs) or, you know, something like that. Like they're going to come and blow up the earth. But like... Mm -hmm. What if there is people like what if you and I had part of our 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 DNA and our makeup is from an alien race? What if you are part alien? You know, what Mm -hmm. if, you know, what you deem as human is actually still connected to all of those star races, too. Right. And there's so many different types of star races, like when we talk about Pleiadians People can describe them a certain way, like they're Nordic, they're tall, Mm -hmm. they're white, Mm -hmm. they have long blonde hair. And it's like, and I don't, I never like dismiss people's experiences as like, oh no, they're just crazy or like, because people are like, I contacted, they were contacted by them, they had conversations with them. Like, that's also another reason why people are scared of aliens, because they're like, I'm going to get probed. I'm going to (laughs) get, you know, right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I'm going to, what if the human, human race was really an experiment? It it was like, we were put on this planet and this planet, which is completely unique. There is no other planet like this planet that we've ever discovered. You know, they may have Mm -hmm. some similar, but also I was reading something about like, what if alien planets aren't like our planet? If you watch Star Trek, which I love Star Trek because it's almost like science based, right? I'm more of a Trekkie (laughs) than I've ever been a Star Wars girl. So it's because it's actually like they use scientific concepts that can actually be like place you could like, oh, this could be real. Like we could really actually do these things possibly at some point in the future. Right. 
where Star Wars feels like more of like an alternative reality. And they are not necessarily going to have the bodies that we have. They're not necessarily going to even be able to be visible. Like, what if they had a different, you know, makeup completely than we've ever experienced and they are not even something that you can see? And that's also like part of expanding ourselves into the idea where it's going to be something that's not scary, but it's so different than what you've experienced that you may not be able to wrap your mind around the concept of it. So I think that that's kind of a cool thing about talking about aliens is because it's like mm-hmm. so expansive in that space. It is. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Do okay. you feel that the human race is an experiment from aliens? Do you think that we come from actual aliens? I think so. I think that we were put on this planet as kind of, um, it's almost as if the observance of humans and seeing the awakening process is also assisted. This is like a, a common thought around um, why aliens or star races are here is that they're here to assist us in this kind of awakening process, in this process of evolution of a certain type, right? And there's even, you know, in my mentor's um, teachings, like there's been ages. They think that octopus, the octopus, was from a completely different age before. Yeah. This one currently, because they're like, mm-hmm. people think they're like yeah. aliens, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And because of they're so different, they're like makeup is to- like their DNA is completely different. They're like the only creature that survived when that age died and then ours began. So we have that one last vestige of that race. Right. And mm-hmm. that's why it's kind of like, oh, my God, what is this thing? And it can like, and octopuses are pretty crazy they can do they are pretty crazy (laughs) right they can like change color they can move through pipes they can like make themselves really small they don't have the same they're not at all anything like us so if you think of an alien like that would be something that would be what you may base it on right it Mm -hmm. doesn't look anything like us it looks nothing like you know we want aesthetics when we see aliens on like star trek they're like they can be really beautiful and they have like like okay everyone like yeah it's not the Hollywood version necessarily, but yeah, I think that definitely um, we can like, cause I also, there's like, um, especially in the spiritual community, there's a lot of pushback around technology mm-hmm. and my mentor talks a lot about how we may have been seeded by a non-organic star race, like, um, or something that was not necessarily organic. And that is frightening again like that's scary to people because this is where we go when we talk about ai is always like they're gonna take over (laughs) yeah they're gonna hurt us yeah yeah and i agree with that so like some of the things that i've read or heard or whatnot is that we were created to be basically slaves to an alien Mm. race and then we started thinking on our own and making our own decisions. And now we are creating AIs and there's that fear behind that, that something very similar, if not the same thing, is going to take place. Well, I Um, think that's what the point is, is how do we approach AI through a lens of looking at them not as slaves? mm -hmm. Right. Like, yeah. Why are they not equal to us just because we created them? Like, do we and we do this to children too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you don't know anything. When children and they say this a lot is that children are born of different star races. They're they're gonna come in and more evolved. I already 
I feel like these children are already coming in more evolved than we did. If I had to go through all of this, I talked about this yesterday, like all this sludge to like move all of this density within my own DNA, within my own energy field in order to become higher vibratory because like slower vibration, you know, like those heavy densities, we've been moving through those. That's a lot of what like solar activity helps to move through us. And as we evolve and understand ourselves, when we integrate parts of our emotional and um, traumatic experiences and we, and we feel those feelings, you then let go of them and then they're not held in your body in the same way. We know that if you do chiropractic care, you understand that like you release, if you do somatic work, you release mm-hmm. things that are held, emotions that are held within the body. We know that that's actually true. And so what happens? Well, then you feel lighter. You feel like whenever someone come, a lot of people, when they come and do Reiki, they come back and they're like, oh, I feel lighter now. Well, okay, well, we cleared your energy field of all the density that was inside of it. So now you're feeling more light and you're actually more open. And, you know, the idea around alien races, are they going to be with, are they going to disclose themselves to people that are based in fear? Are they going to, are they going to disclose themselves to people that are going to think that they're going to harm them? They have to be in defense all the time. Probably not. Why? Because they're not ready. That's the whole thing about disclosure is when you're ready, then it happens. You get, you get remembrances when you're ready, when you're like, oh, I'm going to believe that part of me. I'm going to believe that those memories are coming up. Like, why would they come if you're just going to discard them? They will sometimes. And you may think you're crazy. A lot of psychosis (laughs) is because people are so open and available to information but they have no grounding or context around it or support around it. So then they go into psychosis. And we as humans only understand that in the way that we do because we don't maybe look at it energetically because Western medicine especially doesn't look at energetics around things. Right. So, yeah, I mean, if we treat AI, to bring it around, if we treat AI Mm -hmm. the same as, oh, aliens are coming here to, we're a slave race to them and they're just feeding off our energy. Um, excuse me. (laughs) If you think that they're that devolved, that they would just be coming here to feed off of us. I'm pretty sure they have better things to do. Like, I don't think that that's, I think that's a waste of their time and energy and (laughs) they could create something else that would do that, but they wouldn't have to like, there's so much around this time and age and in earth, like people say that souls are like waiting in line to be born on earth, to see this evolution process, to see this awakening happening. And I've had a reader tell me that I have like several alien races that uh, I'm composed of. And I can take that information and not be like, what does that mean? Oh my God, I'm an alien, (laughs) you know? But like when you look up any, like I was looking up just like before this, like, oh, what's a star scene? And then like 16 ways to to find that you're a star seed, that you're a Pleiadian (laughs) star seed. And I'm like, and I'm reading these things and I'm like, well, check, check, check. Okay, well, (laughs) you know, like I I check all the boxes. And these things are just like, you think you're born here with a mission to help people. You think that you're here, you know, to see the awakening. You have a very high sensitivity. And I'm like, well, I mean, is it trauma or is it starseed? I don't know, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, because, you know, the one of the symptoms of trauma is like I became incredibly sensitive to the environments around me and the people around me because I had to keep myself safe in that environment. So like perhaps all of this is this perfect harmony, this like perfect evolution in a way where it's all working together to to evolve us in, in all the ways. But we are only in the sludgy part of it. And we think like, oh, this is so clunky. 
right? But maybe we're a bridge for the next generations. Like, I don't know, in human design, I heard someone telling me that's a human design person that 2027, there'll be like children that are born that that are like completely different. And they speak like a different language that some people are not going to even be able to like relate to them, especially if they have a lot of this old mindset and old way of being. I think, you know, like, I don't mean to sound arrogant, but I'm really like, I love that fact that I relate to people who are in their 20s and in their teens and don't look at them. Because, like, there's always this, like, mentality of, like, oh, those kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, they're so disruptive or whatever. <laughs> like, right? Like, but they have a lot to say and they're coming in. Like, some of the right. children in my groups come in. They're in their 20s. And I'm like, you are way more, like, with it and, like, know stuff and are evolved than people in their 50s, 60s, or mm-hmm. older. And I'm like, yeah. how is that? Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm guilty of that too. Guilty of being one of those people, like, you know, these fucking kids, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> still, but, I mean, um, they still are a little annoying sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but, you know, when it comes to my kid, you know, and again, having that conversation about responsibility and being irresponsible. And they were also saying, I'm not very mature. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah, you you still like stuffies and stuff like that. But at the same time, you are very mature. Like, you know a lot more than maybe you think you do. Because yeah. I can sit there and listen to my kid talk yeah. and just be like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm learning so much from you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, kids these days, they're so much more with it than... Yeah, yeah they were born than, with it. They were born with it. Right. They yeah. they didn't have to go through the... Like, we've done the work to clean up things to a certain amount that, you know, it's good that we're their parents. Because guess what? <laughs> a lot of the thing is, is that we were neglected or we weren't believed. Like, if... Because I was a high sensitive child, like, it was more like suppression. Everything had to be about mm-hmm. image or like, don't, don't be emotional around people. And I'm like... Right. Oh, I know. I'm always like, okay, Maverick, feel your feelings. Like to my son, I'm always like, all right, you know, do your thing. And um, he's so uniquely him. People tell me all the time, like the name Maverick really goes well with for him. And (laughs) um, he just gets to be himself because I have given myself permission much more beyond my lineage, right? Like my parents and my parents' parents, like, because I came from... My, my, my family is from like, we call it the old country, right? They're Iranian. So like my grandmother was married off when she was 15. So that was its own thing. Right. And then my mother was born from there and they actually, they decided to like move to America because they didn't want their children to have to go through the same thing. Like my grandmother was traumatized being married and having children starting at 16 years old. Right. And she never wanted that for her children. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that the, that those belief systems and where they came from didn't come with them over here to America. And so, you right. know, uh, Clarissa Pinkola Estes talks about how we are like the black sheep in our family. Sometimes we're here to just be different. We're born into families that we're like, we don't even fit in here. Like, this <laughs> isn't at all who I mean, like these people don't even I speak this language and they speak this language. Right. And that might be really difficult for us sometimes. But however, that teaches us to continue to listen to our own information our own wisdom instead of trying to you know get it validated by those people around us so it's really important 
And if that makes me a starseed or if that makes me like a person that is the black sheep or the goat or whatever, I don't know all the labels that they have <laughs> nowadays for things like, you know, I just think that that's what part of my message is, is kind of like you have your own information, just like you have your own remembrances. And maybe you remember an alien lifetime. Maybe you remember a lifetime where you had a different form or you lived in a different way. And what we know about multidimensionality is, is that everything happens at the same time. So. Perhaps there's another planet that you exist on where you are an alien right now, you know, like alien from this version of you, mm -hmm. right. but you can remember and you can connect to those parts of you. And what I think about aliens is that like part of them is part of what they are here to do is to assist us or help us. Mm -hmm. So like instead of that fear based ideology around them, like here to harm us, you know, and that maybe like. Part of that in media, in movies and things like that was so that we would be in defense if they ever were yeah. to come and disclose themselves to us. Like that would be like, oh, God, now, like, you know, and instead we can embrace them. And there are people who do channelings of alien races. And Dolores Cannon's work is incredible. She put people into hypnosis and mm -hmm. she would they would remember lifetimes and um, past lifetimes and then other, you know, information all about this kind of stuff and where do these these people aren't making this stuff up like if they're in hypnosis especially it's not it's about going into that theta state which is one of the the modalities that i use because in theta state you are between that awake and sleep mm -hmm. so you're remembering from a more pure subconscious part of yourself as opposed to like the thinking overthinking part of yourself that's like oh i'm gonna say something that's gonna be weird and then people are going to have a judgment about that. And then I better just not say anything at all instead. So Dolores Cannon's work is why we can have information and people can have remembrances. Like I said, like my mentor does workshops. He's done a bunch around alien races and talks about all the different ones. Like there's even like reptilians and, and right. we have like, you know, people have thoughts and feelings about them as to why they're negative. But again, like if we look through the lens of fear or negativity, yeah. I have a friend who who talks about reptilian, you know, energy and, and being reptilian. It's like, it's not, it's not negative to them. It's draconian energy. It's like dragons, Ooh, you know, okay, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. And, you know, we can have fear around that or we can, we can be like, oh, well, there's a part of our, maybe our brain or our mindset that is in that state where it's more, um, because look at, look at how we evolved as humans, just in our actual genetics, right? Well, you were probably a worm thousands of thousands of years ago, millions of years ago. Like you have an in tube and an out tube, just like a worm, right? In your basic, basic, basic DNA. So maybe you aren't so different than the dinosaurs or like everything that's evolved from that, right? Because it's had to evolve from one point, from a point. Right. So mm -hmm. you're actually not that different than all these other creatures that evolved, even though we look different in our DNA, right? We're actually very similar when you look at humans, even though we have dark skin or light skin or different colored hair, different colored eyes and body parts that look different. Our DNA is actually like only percentages different than each other. And we're not actually that different, but there's that mentality of separation that really mm -hmm. makes us look at each other and be like, oh, we're so different from each other, but we really aren't. Yeah. Right. 
So you were talking about like the reptilians and the draconian mm-hmm. energy and stuff like that. And I know right. that you've talked with my kid about like mm. the dragons. And so do you think that that may be something that they are remembering? Yeah. Ah. Could be, definitely. Absolutely. And your child has remembrances. They've told me other ones. I don't want to disclose their information, but... (laughs) I do have permission from them to talk about this section because they're dragons. And what's interesting is like the tattoos that Mm -hmm. I have, the tattoos that my husband has, the tattoos Mm -hmm. that my kid has. We all have dragon Mm -hmm. tattoos. And dragons are a huge part of just our family. That's kind of interesting. Not that I, because I don't have any remembrances. Mm -hmm. And I love that my kid does. I love that my kid has all of these gifts and all of these remembrances and stuff like that, where I've suppressed Mm -hmm. so much in my life Mm -hmm. that I don't remember anything. But like my tattoos and things like that, these are things that I've always felt drawn to. Yeah without understanding why. Right. Mm -hmm. Aside from like my Chinese horoscope is a dragon. But at the same time, like dragons are something I was very drawn to. And Mm -hmm. then same thing with Vincent. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know too much about the draconian or um, reptilian lineages like cognitively. I don't have a lot that I've studied from, but I can speak to the fact that you can definitely have access to your own remembrances, especially if you feel drawn to something. Like I'm really drawn to whales and dolphins and have ever since I was a child. And that's actually connected to Syrian, Syrian alien races. That there's like that watery dolphin and kind of whale um, remembrances for people who are Syrian. If dragons you feel really connected to that kind of energy, then like, what is it about the dragon? What is it about? Like I was talking to them about, I was like, what about that appeals to you? Because that can also be the remembrance. It's just kind of like Mm. why you feel the resonance of that information or, or even like the look of it or because you're saying it's something important for your family. Right. Mm -hmm. So all of you may have that kind of magnet where that like is drawing all of you, you know, into that information and, yeah, I know that they got a tattoo and that was like important to them. And even just like they have a bunch of tattoos as a protector now. spirit, because I feel like drag. <laughs> yeah. Dragons are like protectors. Right. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. guys are like warrior people. Mm-hmm. You know, I always yeah. feel like island people have this warrior spirit. And not that like other people don't. It's just that like this kind of idea around like protecting the island because the island mm-hmm. invasion like thing is for real. <laughs> Right. And, you know, so that dragon energy is very protective in my, what I sense about dragons is like, they're magical and they're, you know, even like dragonflies, right? Like dragonflies, Mm -hmm. those are like, they transform too. Like I've been to a place, uh, a location that I'm not going to disclose because it's a secret place that I love so much. I don't want everyone (laughs) going there, right? Um, In the Redwoods. A secret magical place. A secret magical place. And there's just these like sticks in the water and they ended up being the baby. Like that's what dragon, they're like born like little sticks in water. And then they come out of the water and they're these beautiful shimmery, you know, dragonflies. And they're like, you know, that big. And they just look like little sticks in the water. That's awesome. And they come out and they're and they're just that's like butterflies, cool. right? Yeah. You know, that's the same thing. 
I have like five dragonflies that hang out in my backyard, especially uh, spring through summer. Mm -hmm. And a couple of them equate to loved ones that have passed. Like I have that familiarity with them. And Vince is like, that's not true. That's not true. And then I was like, yes, it is. And then one just stopped in front of us, you know, was just flying right there and then took off and then came back. And he was like, okay, maybe you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's 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 give the doubters some information. Let's give him some affirmation. Right. Well, what's funny about Vince, though, is he's actually not a quote, non-believer. I mean, he's actually super spiritual and and does believe in things, but sometimes he's just like, you know, him and I are very much alike. We're very different, but we're very much the same. And he's just like, I don't think that's true. And then he's like, I could be wrong. (laughs) Right. That's perfect, right? There's a little bit of that open mind. And also like you get to like this is part of permission and consent. It, permission and consent is so important. You yes. could just keep coming. I keep coming back to that because it's like you could say to um, a loved one that's passed or um, a certain type of insect or even like maybe even alien races, like I consent to allowing re- myself to remember in ways that feel healthy and bene- beneficial to me, right? You give it parameters so mm-hmm. that it doesn't get overwhelming to you. But definitely giving permission and consent to these kinds of memories is part of how you start to have the memories. I love it. I'm wondering if we're having this conversation for a specific reason. So, And the reason why I'm saying that is because we were just talking about dragons. We were talking about reptilians. We were talking about all of that. And there have been lizards outside of my house, like in the front yard of my house, Mm. which weren't there before. Mm. This used to be my mom's house. And so they weren't there before and they are here now. I I don't know if you guys saw my TikTok with regards to the to the toads. toads Finding the toads. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, are the toads a sign for just Vincent or a sign for me? And I asked the universe and I was like, hey, if it was for me, can you show me another toad? And mm-hmm. completely forgot that I had this toad crystal or stone at my office. I had been home from work sick, you know, that entire week, mm-hmm. went to work. And on my way to work, I asked the universe that, and then there was the toad. And I was like, yeah. okay, it was for me as well. Right. And I was like, then of course my brain starts going and I'm like, okay, but that's my crystal. So is that a real sign? And I was like, okay, show me another sign that's going to give me like, you know, complete validation. And I was like, and I do this all the time. And, you know, my guides are like, dude, Marlena, just fucking I was going to say, the universe is like, oh my God, I just gave you what you wanted. Like just. Right, exactly. I just gave, you know, and so I knew, but then I get home and there's this lizard that just runs out in front of me and then goes underneath my garage door. And I was like, yeah, see, and yeah. lizards and toads, the signs for both of them are transformation. Mm. And so I was like, okay, this is definitely, yeah, like the universe is slapping me in the face being like, dude, <laughs> can you stop? Right. Just, you know, trust us. <laughs> right. And that was even the yeah. theme for last night's ceremony was transformation. And I pulled that card at the end. I was yep. like, and let me, let me just pull my card right now. And I literally like forgot and then came back and pulled it. And I was like, Oh, it's the transformation card. Here we are, everybody. So definitely, like, I know that the, it's definitely like the gu- the guides could, the guides don't get annoyed as much as we think they do. I think we like to give them human personality. I, yes, we do. Definitely. I do. Yeah. Like, we're like, oh, excuse me. You should have just yes, gotten that the yes. first time. Right? 
Like, yeah. Stop asking for the same sign. Like stop asking. Like it's right there. But they're like, we'll give you another one. Right. It's like when I do a reading on myself and I'm like, is this saying what I think it's saying? And so then I grab another deck of cards and, you know, the right. same cards pop out and it's like, dude, hello, hello. Right. Yes, right. this is the same fucking reading. Well, this is also about you trusting you trusting yeah, like, you, you trusting yeah. you and in, in what you're receiving. Again, like if you're not, you're having the remembrances, but you're not trusting them, then they're kind of a like, okay, so how do we show it to you in a way that you're going to trust it, right? Yeah. Like, what does that look like for you? Just like if an alien came in in a body that feels really foreign to you and you're like, nah, that's not, that's not a thing. That's not real. They would have to come into like, are they going to change their form so that you like see them and like recognize them and believe them? Again, the same, kind of that same concept mm -hmm. is, is at play there. Yeah. Did you know that there's an uh, alien race that's thought to look like lions? Really? I had no idea. They're like cat people, Lyrians. Oh, yeah. People. I couldn't find too much information specifically about it, but like this is like if I am multiple alien races, I definitely have always been a cat person. Okay. I've always been a cat person. I'm also a Leo, double Leo, um, yeah. so sun and moon. And then um, pre-revolutionary Iranian flags have a lion on them oh, with a giant yeah. sword. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of energy around bravery, courage, strength, you know, that lion kind of ness feels like really resonant for me at least. Yeah. Um, but definitely, uh, yeah, there's lots of different types of alien races and people who are Pleiadian or sometimes channel Pleiadian information speak light language. Have you heard mm -hmm. of light language? I have, I have not. Okay. I have not. Yeah. So you can definitely go on YouTube or whatever and look up light language. And it's not that everyone's going to speak the same way exactly. And it's not necessarily a language like, like, oh, let me learn that. Um, it's supposed to be kind of like a heart language. Like it comes hmm. through like a channeling, right? You feel it in your body, you speak it out. And sometimes people use hand movements w when they're speaking and they're doing right. it at the same time as a healing uh, modality with the light language. And um, yeah, so again, that's like another possible remembrance or you know, right. a way that you can kind of open up your information. And that comes through the voice, which is also really yeah. important for humans. But we have a lot of shame around voice mm -hmm. and communication and singing, and, but it's really important. It sounds similar to Christians speaking in tongues, Yeah, mm -hmm. right? Like channeling and speaking in tongues. It sounds very similar. Yeah. You know, what's kind of funny about Christian belief systems is they really always correlate to... <laughs> pagan rituals they, they right. do yes like they do and um the resurrection <laughs> or like christmas they're always like kind of overlapped over a pagan ritual mm -hmm. um and it's really interesting that there's just like these and that's actually been happening for a long long time like it really back has in the day you know like zoroastrianism or whatever which is an ancient persian uh, belief system like they would take high holy days and just kind of, they would, depending on if you were Sumerian or Mesopotamian or whatever, they would just like overlap their belief system <laughs> on top of another belief system. So we've been doing this for a long time. So it's kind of interesting that it all has origins in the same things. We've, we've always been worshiping the sun and the moon. So when you were talking about like Egypt, my son and I have been 
studying, because we do homeschooling, um, like the evolution of man and, you know, Paleolithic, Neolithic, and then like mm-hmm. all the way through. And I really have this interesting thought around Egypt. Like we want to really understand like Mayan culture and what how they built, you know, huge pyramids or like there's these drawings in the desert that they're like like with made out of rocks and they're like how did these rocks even get here like giant heads you know right and aztec culture and stuff like that or the pyramids and the perfection and like the instrumentation that would have been really required to create those things how how do we know how to explain that we don't we really don't we've tried we have all Mm -hmm. these ways of trying or we think that um oh they were obsessed with the afterlife and that's why they buried everyone in the tombs I don't know if that's really true. I don't really know if we understand kind of why they did what they did. Right. Mm-hmm. I think we have um, people who have a lot of great theories and they have a lot based on whatever evidence that's been created or, or been un- uh, discovered. But I don't know if it's really true. Like I, I just question it. I just question yeah. what's really, you know, and maybe aliens did help. Maybe. Well, I mean, I, yeah. I do definitely question a lot. One, because we're constantly lied to by the government and governments throughout the <laughs> the world. They only want to give us information that um, either bits and pieces of it or fabricated. Right. And I always find that with a lot of these conspiracy theories or just theories in general, there may be some truth behind that. And But unfortunately, we can't truly dig into all of that because we'll never be given all of the information for their fear. Right. And they, meaning governments and powerful people. People that be. You know, their fear of losing control and power. Right. Mm-hmm. Or even like there's like certain cults and traditions of magicians or if you think of Masonic culture or um, the Illuminati, Mm -hmm. there's definitely, and I hope that they don't censor us, right? (laughs) Um, Like, I don't know anything about y'all. I'm just saying that y'all have some rituals that you do do that you don't want anybody to know about. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, like there's reasons why they want to keep it they don't want to disclose that kind of information. There's reasons that they do all of that, right? Because then there is kind of a, um, are the people who really have all this information, are they really utilizing it for the best benefit of everybody or are they just using it for the best benefit of themselves? Mm -hmm. Which I think is why humanity suffers a lot Mm -hmm. is because they believe that they cannot disclose information or um, beliefs or, or rituals or ceremonies or whatever, right? Because... They're afraid of it getting into the hands of the common person who doesn't really know what they're doing. Or it's just like people who are in cults like, gosh, what's that one that all the like Hollywood stars are? Scientology. 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 (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like it's just like a front for people who are basically like kept as slaves in some way to like that, Mm -hmm. that cult system, you know, and they don't want you to know the ins and outs of it because then you would have to be like brainwashed. You're brainwashed, basically, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's a that's a powerful way that people in power take away other people's power is by keeping Mm -hmm. them small and um, ignorant Mm -hmm. and, you know, brainwashing them. 
Well, I mean, yeah. look at our government, look at our schools, you know, they've been brainwashing us for, and, you know, some people are just going to be like, fucking really and her conspiracy theories <laughs> and whatever. But, you know, we've been brainwashed all of these years and a lot of it is propaganda. We're it told is. that we are the more superior country and we're the more superior, you know, right. and, and it's again about power and we are superior. And then, then you start talking about race and superior races and stuff like that, you know, and it just spirals. Yeah. Right. And I think that yeah. even comes into the conversation about aliens because mm-hmm. it's like, well, if humans are the superior genetic race, why would a- why would we want to contact other aliens? Why would aliens want to contact us or like whatever, you know? The universe, if you think of it, like we have our own individual universe, right? This one that we're in, but then there's like literal infinite amounts. Mm-hmm. Yes. And my 8-year-old knows like black holes that we we know nothing about black holes. Right. We cannot even study it. We can't go into a black hole and come back out of it. We wouldn't know what would happen because the instrumentation isn't available and no human's going to just like pop into a black hole <laughs> and then like pop back out, right? Like what yeah. would they become or who would they be or what would that what would that do? to us. Well, and I'm also, so then, you know, my imagination starts going and I'm like, are black holes portals? Is that how, like, is that how aliens are able to, like, get in their UFOs and be able to travel to different parts of the universe? It's like, make a left at this black hole, make (laughs) a right at this black hole. Those are your landmarks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like the McDonald's on the corner. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so then, yeah. So that's just my, uh, my imagination going but i'm just like but that's also a good way of thinking about it because it's like maybe that is true maybe there is an article i don't know where i found it and they were like oh yeah black holes are possibly a way that aliens that's where their like ships are or whatever right like there's no way to know that right there's no way to prove or disprove that black holes are garages (laughs) for ufo ships that's Awesome. It's a cloaking device, everyone. Yes. Okay. Right? It's a security system exactly. for their shit. I love it. If they're evolved so much farther past us, whatever that means, right, in a different way, well, they're going to have technology that we don't even understand. Right. They're going to mm-hmm. have ways of communication that we don't even understand. If we want to see, and even like, have you ever heard of lenticular clouds? I have Talking not. about UFOs. No. So lenticular clouds, especially over, happen over Shasta, Mount Shasta. And um, they look like alien clouds and they form around Shasta because Shasta is supposed to be like this hub of alien. Um, I don't know. People are supposed to be aliens that are there and they, they, oh. that they may even be living. It's like that hollow earth kind of theories and stuff <laughs> like that. Right. That Shasta has like its own underground where the aliens exist. Oh. Um, I don't know if I can give credit to any of that. I haven't been there. <laughs> to the to the alien part of it. I to have the, been I to the physical say. part of it. <laughs> but yeah, so these clouds form and even like around Mount Fuji and things like that, these specific types of clouds um evolve and 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 are created um in that vortex in that space. There's like the perfect conditions for them to be created and they're not always there. And I'm kind of annoyed because every time I've been there I haven't seen one yet. Oh. Um, I know. Hopefully one day. But yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because people, they're like, they can follow people around. Sometimes they're created and people, you know, they think that's the cloaking device for UFOs oh. or those clouds. I've heard that part, you know, the cloaking devices right. for, for UFOs. But are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those specific types of clouds. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's just kind of like this world has a lot more mystery sometimes mm-hmm. than we 
give it credit for. Oh, we're so focused on what's just immediately in front of us that we don't mm-hmm. think about these crazy big concepts or or things that are outside of our realms, right? Well, I think it's very interesting and I love this yeah. conversation. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's fun to kind of like, it's not about us having concrete evidence. It's not about like, oh no, Marlena is now going to get a Pleiadian channel now. She's going to have an, she's going to have a close encounter of the third kind, right? I mean, she's I'm gonna... hoping so. I'm, I am going to Sedona soon. And I'm telling oh, you, you the last time I went to Sedona, I don't know what the hell came into my picture, but I, I'm still thinking UFO. I'm going to send you the slow-mo video that I have. Yeah. And it, because it was interesting. I had posted up this picture yeah. when I was in Sedona. And my mom was like, what's that dot there? Is that is that a UFO? And so I pressed the live and Blew it, it, and it yeah. started like dropping through. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. I have, <laughs> I have people that I know that'll sometimes in the evening, like look for UFOs in the sky mm-hmm. and um, ask them to move around and see them do those kinds of things. So I mean, experiment. Why not? Yeah. Like, yeah. life is too short for us to be like, yeah. no, that's no. not happening. I don't want to do Nothing that. Nothing like well, that exists, <laughs> right? Like, that can't be possible. Magic doesn't exist. <laughs> well, okay. Apparently, you're not going to be listening to this podcast. I don't know if that's our demographic. If they're thinking that they're probably in the in the wrong area. <laughs> exactly. Mm, Stop by the wrong. Thanks for listening, though. Thanks for coming yes, yeah. here and allowing yourself yes. to listen to something way beyond your scale, possibly. Yes. But maybe try to believe in a little bit of magic. Right, just you know that we let yeah, a little bit start. In. See what happens. Yeah. See what happens. Look around and find out. <laughs> yes. I don't know. <laughs> just you know, like it's really interesting, just because I think our inner child wants us to play a lot more than we Mm -hmm. sometimes give ourselves permission to. We're like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, life has to be serious. We have to be so serious. And um, because there's all these serious things happening in the world. And there are. There's a dude, man. If I get too caught up in all the seriousness of what's around me, then I don't feel well. I really don't feel well. And it can just keep you in that space forever if you keep consuming it and keep believing in kind of the fear. Well, like I said, that's one of the reasons why I don't watch the news any longer because I'm tired of being told to be afraid of things all the time. And yeah, I want to find more joy in my life. I want more play in my life. I want to be able to be that kid again. Yeah. Right. How do you guys feel if I kind of looked at this starseed like find out if you're a starseed thing and you guys want to go through one of those and see. <laughs> sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Let's do if it. We're, are we starseeds? Are we starseeds? Let's find out. Okay. Guy is, a, guy is, you know, a pretty good one. Have you guys, do you guys ever subscribe to the Gaia channel? Oh, I have it. Yeah. No, I'm not. So Ancient Aliens and Gaia TV, those are the two things that I watch in the morning. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Well, you know, they have some of like the master teachings and stuff like that. And then they have. Yeah. They have some really interesting things. They have super interesting. And it's a lot. some of them are conspiracy theories, but I love conspiracy theories. It's like. Give me a good conspiracy theory. I saw a comedian and he was like, so you're telling me you believe in no conspiracy theories. Like, you think the government's over here batting a thousand? Like, what? Like, Like, really? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. Exactly. It's hard to believe. I'm sorry. Like, we're not that evolved, everybody. (laughs) No, we're just that brainwashed, really, is what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. 
16 clear Pleiadian starseed signs. You love to love. You make decisions from your heart rather than from your brain. Well, maybe not for Marlena, but she's working on it. <laughs> I am. But here's the other thing. So I used to make decisions based off of my heart and my gut. And as I've gotten older, mm. I've become a lot more of, I need to. And so I'm not sure where the switch came. And I think it may have yeah. been after having Alexis and, you know, wanting to be mm. that perfect mom in mm. essence or or whatever it is. But I used to very much be the make decisions based off of, you know, my gut feeling or based off of my heart. And I didn't think about yeah. shit. I was like, fuck the consequences, fuck everything else. Like, I don't care. I'm going, this feels good to me and I'm going to do it. So that's still within you. And I think you do make heart-based decisions. I think you really have a huge heart. I think you really like, like love people. And I think that ultra responsibility sometimes errs on the side of caution because it's afraid of losing what you love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of, that could be a little bit about it. That sounds accurate. Yeah. Yeah, because it can be really painful when we make decisions. Like, I am queen of just like, I don't know, just fuck it. Let's just keep going. Let's just do something crazy. Let's just take this skateboard and go down this hill and, you know, get thrown off of it. Stuff like that. Like, when I was younger, of course, especially. But yeah, having a child makes you more responsible because then you're like, who would take care of this Mm -hmm. thing if I'm not around to take care of it? So we really, it almost actually, I think there's even... um, we have a, a lot of biological changes that happen when you become a mother. Yes. Like if you have a son, first of all, their DNA, their stem cells get left within your heart. So you always have a piece of that child like within you and it actually helps you to be more healthy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's why it's specific to sons, but that's what I've heard. And then also like that that part of the brain that develops that's like more cautious happens mm-hmm. because you're pregnant. Like mm-hmm. that happens. And yeah. And that makes sense. Right. Because 100%. Absolutely. Again, I was fearless. I was fearless. Yeah. I I didn't care about consequences and I did what I wanted. Right. And I think, you know, after blowing up my world a few times and then having my kid, it's become, okay, I need to play it safe now. But, you know, now I'm at a point in my life as well where I'm like, okay, I'm tired of playing it safe. You know, I want to go have some fun. And luckily Vince for me is like my best playmate. So for him and I to go and- So you are, so you are actually doing it as much as I think there's a part of us that sometimes doesn't believe or see that we are um, really like living out of our heart or living from a more spontaneous place. Because I think you can- you just like bought tickets and came to the ceremony like the d- two days before. <laughs> so it's like you make spontaneous decisions. And there's definitely a part of you that's like, I don't know, maybe we'll go skydiving sometime or something that like that. That is something that. I will never do. Um, <laughs> and, and, and it's just, you know, there is a lot of me that's free. But at the same yeah. time, like jumping out of a plane um, yeah. is not something that I've ever wanted to do. Yeah, but there's other things. There's and so other I things. just, yeah. So Let's I, go ride ho- unicorns. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, <laughs> let's do that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'll ride on a dragon, but I won't jump okay, out there of you a go. plane. <laughs> okay, there you go. Cool. Yeah. So let's just go find that. Let's, <laughs> let's go find make that happen. So yeah, I'll absolutely. Find so unicorn. living, You'll find your dragon. You <laughs> exactly. can ride next to each other. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Okay, so let's see what else. I had a better one than this one that I'm looking at currently. 
because it was just like, I was like, check, check, check. Here's all of the things that I am. <laughs> oh, I wanted to say about the Pleiadians. Here's something. Here's a cool little something about Pleiadians. There is a Cherokee legend that teach that Native American or people of First Nations originated in the Pleiades, which is a star system, right? Mm. And they assert that indigenous people are on, on Earth as that they're star seeds with a mission to bring light and knowledge. The Navajo call the Pleiadian star cluster the sparkling suns. And the Lakota or Dakota people say that their ancestors are from the Pleiades. So if there's like native indigenous people that are just like have remembrances, right? Like what's possible? Everything is possible. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think that we just, we just haven't had these conversations. I mean, I know there's probably plenty of podcasts that are like, these are the things, (laughs) you know, these are the alien races and this is what they are. And I know that there's people that study this heavily because if you just look at the internet, you can see that there's a ton of YouTube videos around. And so if any of you are listening, please give me a call so that we can bring you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where are these alien people? WMFpod.com. Yeah, we would love to have some other, like if, if you're in the know, I wish Dolores Cannon was still alive. Let's oh God, interview her. She knows things. <laughs> yes. That would be amazing. Oh my God, wouldn't Or if it? we had a hypnotist on and then we could just remember our own well, things. But we actually just had a spiritual hypnotherapist on. Yeah. Mm. Um, Very that, cool. was a, that was a fun episode to record. Did she put you guys into hypnotherapy? Did she like put you guys under? She did a 12-minute guided meditation. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I will definitely be contacting her, but it's very cool. I don't think I my body has ever been that relaxed like mm. ever. Like mm-hmm. every part mm-hmm. of my body was like I was like, "Oh, wow. Okay." <laughs> That's like, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. What was cool was Claudia from last night during the moon ceremony, she did this guided meditation and like I got deep into it. So she does hypnosis as well, right? She does hypnosis. Yeah. It's body wisdom activation. That's what she did as like a general body wisdom activation meditation yesterday where we got to go through like the, all the parts of the body. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I was deep too. And um, definitely people were having really cool experiences and that's the thing about it. Everyone wants meditation to be like the same for everyone, but it's very different. Last night, hypnotherapy is incredibly potent. You can definitely get in those layers, you know, relax in a way you've never relaxed before. That's the thing is that we're like, people who are highly sensitive and hypervigilant tend to never really relax. Sometimes we have a lot of sleep problems or... I also feel like that's part of like adrenal issues. Yeah. So adrenals, that's what governs your ability to relax because, you know, you're always in that got to get up, got to go do something, got to take care of a problem, got to fix a thing, right? If you can never relax, then your adrenals are probably really taxed. Mm -hmm. So how can we, again, like, this is another thing about like the fear-based life is if you are constantly vigilant, having to defend yourself, worried about what is the number one, I don't, I'm trying not to get political, but like, what's the number one killer of children right now? Um, Guns. Guns. So, you know, if we're like, we send our children off to a place that we're concerned for their safety, then you're also living in a state of fear Mm -hmm. constantly, Mm -hmm. right? And so if you are, this is kind of like we're going off into conspiracy theory, but if you're constantly worried 
that you're going to get sick, that your kids are going to get harmed, that you're going to get harmed, that the world is coming to an end, that the, the earth is going to, it's going to hell in a handbasket. Do you even have space? Do you even have like space in your mind or your heart to like have these conversations or like have these remembrances? Yeah. No, you don't. You, you don't. You're just trying to cope constantly. You're trying to maintain a level of like mental health and well-being that's mostly a facade Mm-hmm. because you're just concerned that somewhere, somehow, your loved ones are going to get harmed, you're going to get harmed, that the world is going to be harmed. Like, how do we have remembrances if all we do is worry about us even being safe and alive mm-hmm. in our day-to-day lives? I don't think we have a lot of space for that. No, you're right. I think we should wrap this up now. Well, thank yeah. you. So much, ladies, for yeah. this uh, fun and interesting and eye-opening yeah. conversation. I mean, it definitely makes you think. Yes. Well, let's think. Let's have more conversations. Yeah. That's why yes. I'm so glad that you're guest hosting on here. So everyone, you will be able to hear Daisy once a month on our podcast. She is our regular guest host. We are so excited and happy to have her join the WMF family. Christy? take us out. Go show her some love on Instagram. I know we've put up her handles and all the things on our Instagram. So make sure you show her some love and we will be back next week. Don't forget to tune in on Tuesdays. Bye.